Welcome to the GFM Philly 215 Questions Podcast, where two guys ask what the one thing is for five different questions to a GFN Philly member. The two guys asking the questions are Bowen Nahr and myself, Jim Murphy. Hey, Bowen, how's it going? Hey, Jimmy. We are pleased to welcome our guest, Jeremy Levy, partner with the law firm Troutman Pepper. Hey, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? As you know, we have five questions. So let's start with the first question. What's the one thing from your story that's important for people to know? So I have a lot of passions outside of business, and I have a sincere interest in the passions of other people. When I work on a deal with a client, I spend an extraordinary amount of time with the various principals of that client and their advisors and my own team. And if you can't talk about something other than business on a regular basis, then my life would get extremely boring extremely quickly. So I spend a significant amount of time getting to know the non-business story about my clients, my contacts, my colleagues, and share my own. A short list of my passions that I would share with folks. First, I'm a dangerous DIY guy. At the beginning of COVID, I built a 1200 bottle wine cellar in my basement from scratch. That includes framing, tile, plumbing, electrical, running ductwork for the HVAC. So it might be helpful for people to know that I have every tool that a DIYer could possibly need. So ask me before you buy something. Second, I have, therefore, obviously a passion for wine. Over the years, I've developed relationships with some folks in California, smaller family producers. uh, And so I have a non-standard wine recommendation for you for any situation. Last, I'll say I'm in a dad band, which was a phrase that I didn't know existed until a 19-year-old at George's Music made fun of me about it. I sing, I play drums, guitar, and bass, and it's anywhere from 8 to 16 guys and two girls once a week. I think there are more passions as well, but I'll stop there. Otherwise, I think my wife will kill me. So based on the number of people you threw out, are you in Arcade Fire? Is that what you just told us? There are, for the polyphonic spree, there's, there's roughly 28 members of, of your band? Yeah, we have, it's a signal thread so that the NSA can't listen to us. And there's probably, I want to say there's about 22 people on the thread. Everyone plays something or just sings, including poorly. They just come around, we hang out, we sit around a fire, we sing songs, we have a good time. That, I learned, is, is what it means to be in a dad band. And we wear that like a badge of honor now. Very nice. And I think we, we could actually try and get a sponsorship from both the NSA and Signal based on yeah. this uh, yeah. right here. Yeah, happy to help. Also, and just to Jeremy's credit on his wine collection, obviously, if he provides you with a wine list of recommendations and you go to Google to buy it, you can't find any of the wine. You're not Jeremy Levy. There's a good chance that you don't have the bottle of wine and you're probably not getting it. I won't tell the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board this, but if you want to get in on one of my allocations, I'm, I'm very happy to oblige. Is, are there any uh, government agencies you're not going to call out in the very first answer to the question here on the podcast? We, we're going to have to F- all this out now. If, if the FBI is listening, it's not me. Question number two, what's the one inspirational quote that you would share with the listeners? I'm going to stretch the meaning of inspirational on this one. I would go straight to Ferris Bueller. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I, like most of the GFN Philly members, work a lot. Um, and it's very easy to disappear in it. I had three children relatively young in life. They're still pretty young, so I've been extremely busy for their entire lives. When the PE business hit pause for the first four months of COVID, I was able to spend more continuous time with my family than I ever previously could, and frankly, ever will again before they're much, much older. COVID was devastating for a lot of reasons, and finding positives to take away is important, and I will always cherish this time that I had with my family, working from home, being more present than probably any other generation of young professionals ever will again. I I do find it's important to stop and look around once in a while.
I would say that there is absolutely no reason to put a caveat before you do a Ferris Bueller quote. So that is beautiful. <laughs> and thank you, Jeremy. Ah, my pleasure. The days are long, but the years are short. So there, there have been a number of unexpected positives from COVID. Obviously, it's devastating and terrible for, for all of the obvious reasons. But the ability to, to connect with your family and just be present is really, it's made a difference in my life. Question number three, rapid fire segment. We have five questions. What's your one book? I read and write for a living, so I don't do much reading for pleasure. With that in mind, this is the hardest question that you're going to ask me in this interview. When I do read for pleasure, it's typically a fantasy book that my wife or my 10-year-old has recommended, as they are uh, huge fans of fantasy. So I'm going to go with um, a book called Alcatraz versus the Evil Librarians, like a Pixar movie with plenty of jokes targeting older audiences. So it's quick, it's harmless, it's hilarious, it has nothing to do with any of the craziness going on in the world. What's your one album? So as I said, music is one of my passions, both to play and listen to. So this is also a hard question, but for a different reason than the book question. If I have to pick just one, I would pick The Hands That Thieve, which is an album by Streetlight Manifesto. This album is their latest, and it's definitely one of my favorites. What's your one vacation destination? If I have to pick one vacation destination, it's probably somewhere I've already been that I love. So I'd say the Swiss Alps. The mountain lakes are a color blue that you really can't find in a crayon box. It's stunningly beautiful over there. And we, we actually went hang gliding while we were there. Literally took a running start and jumped off an alp. It was a pretty unbelievable experience and I'll always remember it. What's your one TV series? So I'm pretty behind on all TV series. The best TV series I've ever seen is, and frankly by a large margin, is, is a show called Sherlock. If you haven't seen it, see it. Unbelievable writing. Benedict Cumberbatch is just incredible. Best show I've ever seen. And the last one, what's your one movie? There are a number of shows that I'll always stop on, like other people, Shawshank Redemption, A Few Good Men, The Fugitive, like there are movies that I watch them from the middle where, wherever I find them. But if I had to pick one movie, I would go back to the original 12 Angry Men with Peter Fonda. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a lawyer. That's just a coincidence. Question number four. What's the one charity or cause that you would recommend to the listeners for learning more about? I'd recommend Cradles to Crayons. I had the opportunity to help help out at Cradles to Crayons during service days over the past couple of years. For those who don't know, they collect things like socks and underwear and coats and shoes, etc., which are obviously necessities for, for kids who are underprivileged. But they also collect toys and books and school supplies, which people probably don't think of as essential. But if a kid's going to be a kid, they should be able to read a book. So when I go there to help pack bundles for kids in the Philadelphia area, it really drives home that need. It's a tremendous service that this charity provides. I highly recommend volunteering at their location, which you can do. Donate goods, obviously. Donate money. Do whatever you can. It's a, it's a tremendous organization, and it's a sad state of affairs that it's needed, but you know, glad somebody's doing it. They do amazing work. I volunteered there a number of times, and it is one of those places that it, it does hit home. And then also, it is amazingly rewarding, not to make it selfish, but it is one of the most fun things you can do when they give you the instructions of, all right, you need to bundle all the books that are related to this age group and this thing, all right? You need to look through the toys. Like, I remember one time I, I was there, I spent three hours looking through toys to get rid of, like, the broken toys. And you're like, oh, I remember this, and oh, it can be extremely enjoyable as you're actually doing good. Yeah, it's probably the world's most fulfilling scavenger hunt. And I will say that the GFN Philly has a strong connection with Cradles to Crayons. One of our earliest networking events was to support Cradles to Crayons. Obviously a, a very great organization. All right, and the last question. What's your one tip for staying connected from home these days? It's so hard. Honestly, I, I thought about having a really creative answer, but the answer that just kept coming to me is just just stay with the Zoom thing. I had this impression that people were tired of Zoom calls, which 
I think is obvious. And that kept me from reaching out to contacts for a while because I didn't think anyone would be interested in another one. But a while back, I decided to just take a shot and reach out to see if they wanted to catch up on Zoom. And I had an unexpectedly 100% positive response. I think that people are definitely experiencing Zoom fatigue, but I think that's more in the workplace with respect to meetings and you know, forced administrative things. Outside of work, one of the other real positives that I think we can take out of the COVID lockdown is that video calling is now normal. As a result, we personally have reconnected with friends of ours from other countries and other states on a level that we never had before. Everyone now has the setup, right? And they have the familiarity with video calling. And we've lost sight of what a technological marvel video calling really is. Watching my kids read books with friends of theirs in Scotland is an incredible thing. And they do it on a relatively regular basis. Stick with it. Zoom is great. I love that. And it speaks to when my nieces or nephews call me, it is almost always FaceTime. Like they're like, why would I call you if I can just turn on a magic video that will give you your face and I can look at you and then drag you around the house until you get seasick, right? That is such yeah. a good point. Thank yeah, it's, it's interesting that, that it's... In a way, it's it's put distance between people who are close to you, who you normally would see in person, but it's brought people who are farther away to you. In prior years before COVID, a video call seemed like such a such a niche kind of silly thing, like I'm not going to spend the time. Now you have to video call with everybody, so borders don't matter. Well, Jeremy, thanks again for joining us here on the GFN Philly 215 Questions Podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.